Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Now the wait is on for Oklahoma State after a a really uh, poor showing last night. I know that Texas is a very good team, probably going to be a two-seed in this tournament, um, but that was not a great impression to leave the committee with um, last night anyway. And again, I know Texas is good, but scoring 47 points and shooting as bad as they did is not the way to uh, state your case you belong in the NCAA tournament. So now the wait's on. Um, I'm just looking at two projections here, Craig. Oklahoma State is the first team out of the tournament, according to Joe Lunardi of ESPN. According to Jerry Palm of CBS, Oklahoma State is the second team out of the tournament. So, doesn't mean the Cowboys won't be in uh, at 18 and 15, 8 and 10 in conference, and with a net rating of 41. Uh, but they are squarely on the bubble, and it's going to be, uh, frankly, Craig, probably a long two and a half days for a lot of people in Stillwater. Wow, so they've moved to the first team. I mean, I just checked that a couple of hours ago, and Oklahoma State was the last four in, so they've moved They've moved down in the last hour or two. This is, yeah, uh, they've had a bad hour. Um, <laughs> no, th- this that's is how updated. the bubble works, huh? Yeah, they've had, uh, I guess I guess they had a crazy. bad breakfast or something. Uh, no, yeah. th- this is as of 8.30 this morning is Lunardi's latest update. And that's crazy. Like, like you said, I guess they've had a bad hour. No, I'm just kidding. We, we, you know, it was updated after the games last night. No, so. they're squarely on the bubble is what squarely you're saying, on the bubble. And, yep. and, and we talked about it. I mean, they, they lost five in a row, but they came back. They won in Lubbock. I mean, that was a nice win in Lubbock. Not a great Texas Tech team, but right. Texas Tech had been good in Lubbock. And then they beat Oklahoma again, like they always do, because they beat them three times this year. And so at that point, like I said, even you know people like Fran the other night saying, I think they they've done enough. You know, a loss to Texas, like that, a number two seed is is not gonna, you know, the committee's not gonna penalize them for losing to a number two seed. Wouldn't think so. And yeah, unless they watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you look, and it no was kidding. not pretty. I mean, no. right, Matt? I mean, no. it just wasn't. I, I guess it's never pretty. Like we talked about the other day with OU and. When you shoot under 27% and you make three out of 21 threes, I mean, that's just not pretty basketball. And so, bottom line, when you step back and look at it, Matt, they lost, what, six out of the last eight, and that's not what you need to, to leave the committee to talk about, right? So. Correct. They, they lost six of their last eight, and the two wins over the two worst teams in this conference. Now, I know yeah. neither one of them was a home game, so I guess you give them some credit for going on the road at Tech and then beating Oklahoma on somewhat of a neutral field. Uh, or neutral court, I should say, but um, yeah, uh, last night, oof, I mean, the, the the win over Oklahoma wasn't exactly a thing of beauty. Although there's, you know, you you say that, you know, any win is good. But last night, you shoot like you said, Greg, twenty seven percent, three of twenty one from three. Uh, that's fourteen uh, percent. No, I, I'm not that good at math. I'm reading a box score. And and another thing, now this would not have necessarily made the difference last night, but. Oklahoma State is not a good free throw shooting team either. They missed nine free throws last night. Now, I know they lost by 14. I'm not saying if they had made seven or eight more, they would have won. That doesn't add up. Um, But, yeah, just um, not enough offense for this team. And, 
by my by my box score they had 20 turnovers um not pretty not not pretty last night even though they did pretty good work on the uh, on the backboards so OSU again to repeat what Matt just said down to the first team out according to Joe Lenari the last team in is is Arizona State um so the way he has it, he said, played their way out. Nevada, North Carolina, we can talk about North Carolina. They lost to a good Virginia team, but they lost 68-59 uh, last night. And and he's got Oklahoma State under the too close to call. So the other right. teams in there, he's got Pitt, he's got Utah State, Arizona State, OSU, and Clemson. So five teams for three spots. And he said, lurking are Oregon and Vandy. But, but again, back to the game. Um, last night for the Cowboys, they're going up against a really good Texas team. I mean, this yes, Texas team, very every talented. time I watch them, Matt, yes, I'm and, with and I know they played last night with, without Timmy Allen, right. and, he, and he's got an injury, and so they put Serge Barry Rice into the starting lineup. So a lot of these guys were getting more minutes. DeSue got more minutes than he's played the entire season. Uh, that Arterio Morris, he also got some added minutes um, because – of the injury to Timmy Allen and Arterio Morris, he knocked down a couple of threes. I mean, uh, 10 points off the bench. I thought he looked really good for them last night. Matt, at the end of the game, did you see Marcus Carr at the end of the game? And he's dribbling out the clock. And I thought for a second, wait a second. And so he dribbles it all the way down and everyone's just walking away. No one's even standing anywhere near him. And Matt, he launches this shot. First, I couldn't tell if it was a two or a three. It's right on the line, so they called it a two. But I'm, I'm telling you, he got it off like I even ran it back three or four times just to see, you know, when it left his hands. But it left his hands, I mean, a split second before the, uh, you know, shot clock would go off. But that's just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It didn't. I know it didn't matter, and the spread was only like six or six and a half, so it didn't matter on the spread. They they mm-hmm. they end up winning the game sixty to forty seven instead of fifty eight forty seven. Right. All right. But Marcus Carr, he's a darn good player, but up until that point, he was one for nine from the field. That made him two for ten from the field. He was still zero for three from three because it wasn't a three pointer. You know, um, had his foot on the line, but. I don't know. That's just one of the weaker things I've ever seen. I don't know why I haven't seen a guy do that in a while, college or NBA, to to dribble the clock down, all the way down, everyone's walking away, shaking hands, and, oh, by the way, I'm going to put up this last shot in your face. So that that was pretty weak. I I thought it was completely unnecessary. Um, Yeah, there's – I mean – I mean, what did that do? I mean, you know, it, it you nothing. won by two more points or whatever. It, it, right? Nothing, and it didn't affect yeah. the spread. My first thought was, wait a second, were they favored by ten or eleven? <laughs> no, they were only favored by no. six. But anyway, but but what I'm saying is, Matt, is Texas, they're a darn good team. But last night, even playing without Timmy Allen, and to be honest, with two of their best shooters, right, Marcus Carr and Serge Barry Rice, go a combined what six for twenty three last night and one for eight from three. So and, and give OSU credit for for that for because this OSU defense is good. That's right. But yep. But as we've talked all year long, Matt. I mean, you just you you're not going to beat many people, especially in this league, shooting twenty seven percent and making three out of twenty one threes. Yeah. You yeah. have to put the ball in the basket. Forty Plus they had twenty points. turnovers. Right. 20, 20 turnovers by OSU. Twenty. Yeah. You I mean, that's just that's 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 way too many. Yeah, the Cowboys out rebounded the Longhorns by twelve. 
and and they had 15 offensive rebounds. Uh, Tyreek Smith was again good on the boards, four offensive rebounds, seven rebounds, and so forth. But when you're t- like, you would have to say that their top two shooters would be Asbury and, and Bryce Thompson, right? So when when those two guys go a combined, you know, five for 20 from the field yep. and one for nine from three. Yep. And if you throw John Michael Wright in there, I mean, he went one for seven. For, I mean, it was just it was just terrible shooting. Williams off the bench misses all six of his shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just terrible. Now, Caleb Boone, ironically, Matt, we've said in recent days, where's he? Where, been? Where's Where's Caleb Boone? He's playing eleven minutes. He's playing twelve minutes. Right. This and that. Eleven and well, eleven in twenty-one minutes. Eleven and eleven and twenty with four steals, four steals. and a block yeah. and, and knocked down his only three and four for eight shooting and made his only two. Five. I mean, Caleb Boone had a very very efficient game, but he was about the only one to the party last night, right? Well, I, so. I think that's you know, I think that's kind of in some ways sums up this season for Oklahoma State is that at times Bryce Thompson has look as you know fit the bill at at times. Uh, particularly when OSU was on that winning streak, I, I thought Caleb Boone. I, I said it. I thought he looked like an all-conference guy uh, when the Cowboys were playing well and he was playing well. Um, there's been other times where they just have not gotten enough production. You know, whether it's you know Asbury or Thompson or Boone or whoever. So um, just not enough consistency with this team. And again, they may they may get in the tournament, um, but if they don't, I you know I, it's hard for me to really. It would yeah. be hard for me to feel too sorry. Feel for sorry him. for him. Yeah. yeah, no, because they had they. Now again, did I expect him to beat Texas? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. But but they did lose those five games after after Matt. Remember this this team was looking good a few weeks ago. They were sitting at sixteen and nine. I know midway through the league race. But then you lose five straight. You beat Tech in the regular season finale. You beat OU in the opening round. But this game last night, you're right, Matt. Uh, did not help their cause. I mean, when Bryce Thompson, let's face it, he had more turnovers than points last night. Mm. When, when, when you're one of your best players has five turnovers and four points, and 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 as many missed foul shots as assists, he he went zero for four, zero for four at the line. You know, I, I I don't know. Like you said, it's it's hard if they do lose out. I hope they get in. I like boys. Sure. I like you know I. Sure. You know th- this team. The effort they that you know they play so hard on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. That's There's true. a lot to like about this team, the size, um, but but you have to put the ball in the basket. That's why it's called basketball, and and they didn't do that enough uh, last night. And so um, this is you know when they met in Stillwater in January, the the Longhorns. They, they smothered them, held them to a season low for points, won that one 56-46. One in Austin was more up and down the court. Texas won that one 89-75. This was more like the game in Stillwater, and it was pretty ugly to watch, but the Longhorns pull away and win. So Texas moves into a semifinal against TCU, Matt, and a TCU team. This was pretty impressive what they did to K-State yeah, I agree. Uh, last night. Yeah, I'm with you. And and Mike Miles, we ta- and Fran talked about this last night, that TCU, they're not a 9-9 nine and nine team in the conference. You know, they're not a 500 team. No, this was – When they have all their, all their guys. When they have Miles, yeah, yeah they, they were lo- – they, they missed Miles, 
you know, for like five games or whatever. Well, I mean, he's a preseason player of the year, you know, yeah. in the conference. I mean, so, right. and I know that's a preseason award, but still, that tells you the level of talent he has. If people across the uh, conference who cover the conference or the coaches, whoever, I don't know if it was the media or the coaches preseason poll, but anyway, the point is he was preseason player of the year. So that, that tells you the guy can ball a little bit. No, no, he he definitely can, and he hit two early threes. He had 12 points in the first half. They take a 37-32 lead at halftime. Uh, K-State loses Johnson with, I mean, they didn't lose him, but, I mean, he sustained the eye injury, took the inadvertent elbow to his right eye in closing seconds of the first half, and uh, but looked like they had put some, you know, uh, stitches in there and so forth, and he, he came back and, 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 you know, played, was back for the start of the second half, didn't seem to bother him. You know, he had a couple of three-pointers to, to try to keep K-State in the game. He ended up with 14 points, seven rebounds. Uh, not a bad uh, game for Johnson, but the K-State backcourt, I mean, Marquise Noel, I love to watch this guy. Now, he can really, he can light it up from deep, and sometimes when he's off, it just looks like, why is this guy, what is he doing, taking a bunch of bad shots? Well, last night was one of those nights. He went one for nine from three, five for 13 overall. He also had five turnovers, uh, but not the greatest night for, for Marquise Noel. Uh, K-State only went 7 out of 30 uh, from deep last night, and they also had 20. turnovers. 20, yeah. 20 tur- yeah, the 20 turnovers in, in this game, and that's where, again, TCU plays on both ends of the floor. I'm just saying, like Fran said, hey, this this is – if they had had Mike Miles all year long, they might be a top-10 team Could in be. the country or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you bet. They, they can play – that kind of basketball, and you had that strange situation, Matt, with Eddie Lampkin, who who was posting screenshots on your own social media more than I am, but he's posting screenshots of of, of uh, earlier of, of text messages that appear to accuse Jamie Dixon of player mistreatment and racial right. comments and so forth. Right. Dixon and, 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 and the school didn't have anything to say on that other than that he had stepped away from the team Lampkin had. I don't know, uh, you know, what's going on there, but but still, even just with Miles and O'Bannon, Miles and O'Bannon each had 22 points. They each knocked down four threes. O'Bannon had seven rebounds. Miles had four assists. Damian Ball didn't have his greatest shooting day, but we know he can light it up. Uh, Miller also only went three for 13 and, you know, only had seven points in this game. Now, he did have six rebounds, three steals, but... Anyway, this is this is a really good basketball team, so it's going to be, I think, a very interesting matchup with, with Texas in that, you know, TCU had an 18-point lead in Austin, and Texas came back and won that game. Um, and so these teams have, have, you know, played some interesting games uh, earlier this year. Iowa State and Kansas will play in the other semifinal, but but anyway, that was impressive what they did to K State because this is a this is a good K State good Kansas State team been, too. Yeah, yeah, been ranked top twenty all you know all year long. Uh, I'm just saying, don't let the TCU uh, record fool you. And then Matt, uh, we get to uh, Iowa State and Baylor, and I got to say, I said yesterday morning, hey, yep. you would think that that's fresh in, in Baylor's mind. They're just coming off that 15 point loss. Iowa State beat them by 15 twice in the regular season. But the, the latest one was just last weekend. It's fresh on their mind. I thought the Bears would come come out loaded for Bear. And there was only one that did. Jalen Bridges was fantastic with 28 points. 10 of 11 it's and seven, 7 of 8. Yeah, 7 of 8 from 3. I mean, the guy was lighting it up. 
But the two guys that can really light it up in their backcourt, Cryer and Flagler, and six they went to combine. Yeah, six for 21, and Flagler only made one out of six from three. Now, Cryer made three out of five from three. But but anyway, a lot of times Baylor goes as uh, Flagler and Cryer's shooting goes. Really, you look at, though, Matt, as a team, they made almost yeah. half their threes. I mean, 14 out of 29 threes, and so you're going, how did they lose this game? May I point the you Iowa to State? the rebounding column? Yes, uh, could you go over those numbers, Matt? How about 44 to 17? <laughs> 44 to 17? 44 to 17. Iowa State rebounding. dominated That's on a, the boards. Hey, listen, Iowa State's just a tough team, right? I mean, they, they get after it defensively yeah, right. every game. That, that's their every deal. They're, they're not always as proficient offensively as what they showed last night, and yeah. I know that Kouser led the way, um, but they guard the heck out of you almost without uh, exception. That, that's kind of where they – uh, where they make That's their living on the defensive end. yeah. And Kouser, I think, is one of the best players in the league. I don't know if he's going to be first-team all-league because there's so many good guards and so forth, Matt, but at least second-team. I mean, the guys, he's he's a really good player. I think their best player. Holmes is also really good, and Holmes had 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, so I don't want to leave him out of the discussion. But Kouser, like you said, just shot the lights out with six for 11 from three, 24 points in the game. Uh, that Trey King, we talked about him the other day, how he played last weekend, uh, getting more time. And and Trey King moved in the starting lineup. You know, they kicked off uh, Caleb Grill. They get a little bigger. He had 10 rebounds, six six offensive. Uh, all, all of his rebounds were offensive rebounds is what I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, that's like you said, Matt, they won the 44 to 17 in rebounds. They had 21 offensive. They had more offensive rebounds than Baylor had rebounds. So and and they win at seventy eight seventy two Iowa State does so they move on to play Kansas a Kansas team that that lost Bill Self and Matt you know they just said they they did come out and say Kansas you know put out a, a statement that said Coach Self did not suffer a heart attack as reported by some media but also they did he did have what the doctors called a standard procedure so there was a procedure of some sort and. The school wouldn't specify what the element was in their statement, but they did deny the reports of a heart attack. Anyway, he appears to be doing well. They said he's not going to coach again this weekend. Remains to be seen whether he's going to come back and coach in the NCAA tournament. Uh, his good friend, Norm Roberts, who's been on on his staff for many years, takes over again yesterday, and and Kansas handled West Virginia. And West Virginia, like we said, Matt, had played well down the stretch. But no match for Kansas in Kansas City, right? No, I, Kansas showed who they were last uh, uh, yesterday with you know Julian Wilson with twenty two and eleven, good really good performance from him. Uh, Grady Dick shot the ball well as he normally does. So uh, no, hey, look, Kansas hit you know more than half their shots, fifty two percent from the floor. Um, weird at they didn't shoot the free throws very well. Not that they necessarily needed to yesterday. Um, that might be something to keep an eye on, though, when they get into March or get into the NCAA tournament. But, um, no, it, it was a um, workmanlike performance yep. from Kansas. We know they guard you, and uh, they held West Virginia to 21% from the three-point line, 4 of 19. 
Yeah, I think a lot of it's just who's shooting the free throws because Adams went one for four and, and Uday goes 0 for two. So they, they shot those two big guys shot half uh-huh. of them, but sure. Wilson hit all three of his. But like you said, Wilson, that that's the main story of that team, 22-11 and 11 for him. Dick can shoot the ball. And Dewan Harris really started playing some great basketball down the stretch. And I tell you, yesterday Harris goes, Matt, 13 points, eight assists, five steals. This guy is playing some great basketball. Didn't hit his threes uh, yesterday, but but uh, Kansas, uh, this just in, one of the top teams in the country. They could be the number one overall seed, depending on what happens this weekend. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Big story yesterday was Colin Morikawa. All right, because Colin Morikawa, yeah, one of the best players in, in, in the world, and he's already won a couple of majors and so forth, but... He had a little two-way miss going, didn't play as well last year in 2022 as he had in 2021, 26 years old, two-time major winner. But he missed the cut last week at Bay Hill. What did he do? He made it. He headed straight to TPC Sawgrass and just planted himself on the backside of the range at Sawgrass and said he hit balls for more than two hours each day over the weekend, working through five or six bags of golf balls a day. And he said, I probably wouldn't have figured it out if I hadn't missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. But he says that his swing, he said, my swing hasn't looked this good probably since 2019 when I first came out. And he started on the back nine yesterday. He had birdies at 15 and 16, played the first six holes of his second nine in five under par, including an eagle on the par five second hole, hit a four iron from 235 yards to about four feet. Did leave a few putts out there, including a six-foot birdie putt that he missed at the last hole that would have tied him with Chad Ramey. Uh, Chad Ramey shooting a, a bogey-free uh, 64 yesterday, one off tying the course record. Uh, Chad Ramey, he, he drained about 140 feet of putts yesterday and gained two and a half shots more than any round in his PGA Tour career. He he, he was a plus uh, 5.778 yesterday as far as strokes gained. But also Hayden Buckley. Had an ace uh, on number 17 yesterday. Became the 10th player ever to ace uh, the uh, 17th hole, the iconic Island Green, uh, since 1991. World number two, Scotty Scheffler, was uh, the low man with a 68 in that grouping with John Rahm, who shot a 71. And Rory McIlroy shot a four over 76 yesterday, his highest opening round since the 2021 Masters. uh, Struggled off the tee yesterday, so... Anyway, Players' Championship, I agree with Brad. It's great to have it back in March where it should be. So we, we will keep you updated on the players all weekend long. Don't forget that uh, 
Sam and Taylor and and Jim Woodward does uh, such a great job on their 73rd Hole podcast, so you definitely want to listen to that. They had Charles Howell as their guest uh, on Wednesday, uh, so you definitely want to listen to their players' preview and listen to the Howell interview, but they'll have their radio show right here on the Sports Animal, 10 to 12 on Sunday, and they will keep you on top of the Players' Championship. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Golden State at Memphis. Memphis wins that game going away, which again brings into question um, Golden State and their poor road record, which is now what Matt seven and twenty six. Well, and, and and especially when yep. you consider that you know, unless I'm missing somebody, Craig, all the stars were there for Golden State. Memphis didn't have Morant, and they still beat them by twenty one. Right. Well, yeah, uh, Kaminga. I mean, Peyton's been out. You're right. Uh, Kaminga was the only one. Uh, that was missing. I don't know if I'd call him a star. But so Curry, right, Thompson, yeah, Green are all yeah, there. Yeah, it, Jordan Poole and, and so forth. Yes. And, and Curry. Curry was Curry. I mean, he had 29 points, seven rebounds, four, That's right. uh, four assists Shot it in well. the game. Um, Jordan Poole even made all 10 of his foul shots and had 22 points. Even Dray, I mean, Draymond scored 16 points, had seven assists. I think he was inspired because of his little dust-up with Dylan Brooks, and uh-huh. let's get to that. I, the, the back and forth, I'm 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 all there uh, for the back and forth between Draymond and Dylan Brooks, uh, two two guys who are maybe the most unlikable guys in the NBA. Although Draymond can be pretty funny at times, and I think Draymond got the best of the back and forth with Brooks, even though Brooks' team got the best of the ball game. Uh, but but anyway, if you didn't see it, so. Draymond has 15 tees, all right? Right. So number 16 would get him suspended. So Dylan Brooks, I mean, they cross paths under the basket, and Dylan Brooks gets right in his face. I mean, he wants so bad for Draymond to respond. And Draymond said after the game, he said he he thought he would like to bait me, like, like, like he gets baited. You know, and so Green said, I get technicals when I want to get technical fouls. I don't get baited into technical fouls. He goes, so he said, that's probably the difference between me and him. If I do that, it'd be a double tech because he'd respond. But it's not a double tech because I didn't respond. One of us are baitable. One of us aren't, Draymond said. So score one for Draymond and then score another one for Draymond because he said, he, you know, he doesn't consider Memphis a, a rivalry. And he said, for one team has to win, then another team has to win. Draymond said, he goes, that's what creates a rivalry, not because one team gets up for you and they talk like they can beat you and then not. That doesn't create a rivalry because rivalries are created by you win, I win. Clearly, we've won four times, and I think their organization has zero championships. So I can't consider that a rivalry. And, and as to the lopsided loss last night, Draymond says, Anyone can win in March. Anyone can win in March. I mean, what I mean is I have a hard time getting out of my bed in March. What what, what does the game in March mean? <laughs> now, the Grizz did knock them out of the playoffs two years ago in 2021 in the second play, play-in play game. They defeated Correct. Golden State on the road right. in the second play-in game there. But uh, anyway, so uh, Brooks, Dylan Brooks, 
uh, you know, his response was, they don't ever forget when they won the championship, they were talking about us. They don't ever forget who the Memphis Grizzlies are. You know, they get up and, and can't wait to play us. Now, last night, Draymond actually outscored Dylan Brooks. One of Dylan Brooks's points, well, here, you got to go back to Green's podcast, and what did he call him, Matt, like an idiot and a clown <laughs> Draymond did the other, yeah. the other day? Takes one to know but, one. Brooks, Brooks, uh, he accused Green of just using my name to get his podcast numbers up, you know. Uh, yeah. He goes, he should at least say thank you to me for, for doing that. Anyway, but one of the things Draymond said on his podcast was, you know, he, he implied that, that uh, Dylan Brooks' teammates, his Memphis teammates, don't like him at the, and that the Grizzlies can't win a title with him. And Brooks goes, that was some funny stuff. He goes, I'm not a championship player. You know, I, I feel like my stuff that I said was facts. And we'll see at the end of the year what they do with him. And and Brooks said, talking about the podcast, he goes, Brooks said, was asked if it bothered him. And Dylan Brooks says, no, because I know I'm a better player than him. I can do the same stuff that he does. That's easy. That's just showing up for work. But he says, me, I try to score. I try to figure out plays. I try to call out plays for my team. Just the fact that he was trying to pin my teammates against me, that was a low blow. So that's what type of player that he is. But uh, anyway, it was a good back and forth. But actually, if you look at the game last night, even though Memphis won easily, Draymond went 5 for 9 from the field, 6 for 6 from the foul line. He had 7 assists. He had 3 steals. He outscored Dylan Brooks. So I think I score one for Draymond in the individual battle and after the game last night, even though Memphis won the game going away. And it brings some really big questions on Golden State, Matt. I, I saw Tim Legler break them down last night, right. Matt, their defense. What and, defense? And he, well, that's what – and he broke it down well how they are not playing the same defense. That's right. And they're not, they're not sharing the ball. But they still have a lot of assists. They had, they had 25 assists last night, but Memphis had 36 assists. But the, he even said that the ball movement is not what it was when when they're winning the, their titles. So, you know, back to square one, I think, for, for, for Golden State. But what what do you think? Any, any take well, on the, the Draymond-Dylan uh, uh, Brooks battle? Interesting what he what, what Legler said about ball movement. You know, we, we all understand what kind of shooters Curry and Thompson are, and we know yeah. what Green brings to the court. But that ball movement is kind of the hallmark of their team. I I don't yep. know if, I don't know if I would even call it the secret sauce because I think the secret's been out for a long time. How well they move the ball. As far as the rivalry goes, and we've talked about this for years now, Craig. I don't know that I can quite call Golden State Memphis a rivalry yet, but. If they meet in the playoffs. <laughs> Correct. Well, yeah, and we've talked about that. And, yeah. and again, I, I defer to Matt Pinto, who's called games in that league for, what, going on 30 years now and knows the NBA inside yeah. and out. And Pinto has consistently said since the time the Thunder came here, in the National Basketball Association, rivalries are developed in the playoffs. And probably other professional sports, too. But in the NBA, when you get into these series, and you're right, Craig, it, when Memphis eliminated Golden State, it was just the one game a couple of years ago in, right. in the when second the playing game. Series. Last right. last year, Western Conference Finals, wasn't it? When the Western Con- was it the Western Conference Finals? That they played. Um, what yeah, was it? What round was it last year? Here, I'll, I'll double check. But anyway, the okay. point is, meeting in the playoffs that that's how these rivalries get developed. And yep. 
Um, you know, maybe it's not. Let's see. It was the conference semifinals. Beg your pardon, yep. Greg. They they beat they beat the Mavericks in the conference finals four games to one. Um, yeah, I I'm kind of with you on Memphis. They they kind of act like they've arrived, except they haven't gotten to the station yet a little bit. Um, but on the other hand, Craig, like we talked about, they, they didn't have John Morant last night, and they no, blew Golden State dangerous. out. That's right. No, that's exactly right. And, and on Memphis' side of things, to talk about the game itself, they almost shot 54%. They hit 18 out of 43s, and so that gives them a great chance on a night where Golden State goes 15 out of 45 uh, from three. But they out-rebounded them by 14. Like I said, they had 36 assists. That means ball movement. And that te- you're not seeing 36 assists, assists, by the way, when Ja is playing. Tyus Jones had 11 assists. The, the, the backup point guard, who had 22 points and 11 assists, three steals. Desmond Bain, we've talked about him, Matt. He had 21 and six. And Jaron Jackson had 21 and nine. And he knocked down three threes. So Memphis played some great ball without job, which they did last year all the time also. Uh, real quick, Sacramento. In the late game last night, interesting game, Matt. We can talk more about it later because we're about out of time. But Sacramento beats the Knicks, who had been red hot, cooled a little bit, but 122-117. Demonis Sabonis, I know you love him, and you should. I mean, 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Yeah, Triple-double. Right. This guy is the real deal. De'Aaron Fox is the real deal. I'm telling you, don't just, you know, uh, bypass the Sacramento Kings and say, oh, they're just, you know, uh, run and gun and and they, they won't play in the play. I don't know. They're a pretty good basketball team. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.